Well, we're thrilled to have you here today. Our, our celebration today of Easter is more important than ever before. Uh, because the day and time we're in now, our schools are teaching that all religions are basically the same. Our culture is pushing toward all religions are basically the same. All religions will get you to the same place. And, and church, that could not be a bigger lie. Maybe all are basically the same except for Jesus. But we are the only one that celebrates an Easter, a risen Lord and Savior. Our Savior has risen. Let me just stop and say, early service, first service was really engaged. They were clapping and hooping and hollering. Don't y'all come in here and be dead on us today now. All right, just a little reminder that never, never, ever, don't let your kids, parents, don't let your kids grow up thinking that. Young people, don't you ever let anybody tell you that all religions are basically the same because they're not. We're the only one that have a risen Lord and Savior that we follow. When Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And when Jesus said, no man, no one comes to the Father except through me, he drew a dividing line between him and all the other religions. So him being one of many religions is not an option. When he said, I'm the only way, there's a dividing line, and and we've got to understand that. I want to welcome all of those joining us on social media, on all the different platforms. We're thrilled to have you. Today, on Easter Sunday, our pastoral staff of Christian Ministries Church Josh Barnett, Paul Kern, myself, I'm Tim Brooks. We want to make sure that you all know why we celebrate Easter and why this is such a big deal. And today, this is not as much of a teaching as it is a time of praise. Mm -hmm. Because as we look at this, this is all the reason we are praising and our hearts are so full of happy Easter, happy Easter, happy Easter. Why (laughs) are we happy Eastering? We got a lot to be happy about and we want to talk about that today. Yes. God created a perfect world for us to live in. And, And you've got to remember that. Because too often we hear, well, why would a good God, why is there cancer, why is there heart attacks, why is there tornadoes, why is there tsunamis? God is more upset about sin and the consequences of sin than you are. So don't start blaming God for all of those things. That was not God's idea. God created us to live in the Garden of Eden, a perfect environment, and for us to live a blessed, blessed life. But he created us, put us in a perfect world, was his idea, but man had a better idea than living in a perfect world. <laughs> yeah. I will say, like, it's really neat to, to read those first few chapters in Genesis. It's really a couple things that I just want to encourage you with as we start is, like, we're the only thing created in the image of God. The only thing created, we're the only thing that he formed with his hands and that he breathed his life into. And so I want every person in here as we start to know like you are valuable yes. and you are created yes. out of an overflow of love. We were created from a place of love. That's right. They're doing pretty good. Yeah. Tim, they're doing pretty good. But I think the incredible thing about the garden is that that was a place where we could have perfect communion with God, where we had, where Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day. 
And that's why what we're celebrating is that we get to go back to that now. We that's get right. to go back to where we have a relationship well, what, with what him. God wanted was what he's getting today. You're here worshiping him yeah. and praising him because you chose to. That's it. Yeah. See, you came here mm-hmm. today to worship him out of a choice, and that is the basis of any good relationship. Right. And that is what God wanted from his people yeah. was for us to choose, choose him. him. That's why he had to create a choice. Right. That's it. Well, you know, it's... It, Put somebody's elbow behind their back. You remember your kid? You like, say, Uncle, say, Uncle. You know, f- forcing yeah. you to do something. God's never done that. Right. Not not in any area of our life has God ever forced us to make any well, decisions for Him. And to do that in Genesis two seventeen, He put the tree there. Right. That's it. He put the tree. Yeah. Yeah. It's God. It's God's universe. We're not God, so we don't get to define what things are. But He is love, and He defines what love is. Um, and he didn't want mindless robots. He wanted people that could choose to love him back. He, right. And so he put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil there so that every time Adam and Eve walked past it, they were choosing him over that. That's right. So. And, and you'd said um, earlier, Paul, don't get hung up on what kind of apple it was. <laughs> right. Don't get, well, okay, what kind of apple? Was it a red apple? Was it a yellow apple? You walk past that tree every day of your life. Yeah, that's it. You, you walk past that if you're like me, about every 15 minutes. See, I just got a phone call that said what I needed to have delivered today was now back ordered three more weeks. I'm walking past that tree because I'm fixing to take me a big bite of mad right now. Right. I'm about right. to take me a big bite of anger, a big yeah. bite. So you can take a big bite of jealousy, a big bite of frustration, mm-hmm. a big bite of worry. You walk, or you can walk by that tree and choose peace. Yeah. You can walk by that yeah. right. tree and choose joy. And that's the way we are created. So don't read the Bible and get hung up on how big the whale's stomach was. That's it. How big was, okay, what kind of apple? Okay, well, did the snake really talk? To, don't act like that doesn't happen point. to you about every few minutes all day long, because mm-hmm. it sure does me. I'm going to reach over and get me a big bite of mad, or you're going to walk past that tree. Yeah, that's, that's great. great. That's just the way it works. That's the way it works for all of us. And so sin brought death for Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. They disobeyed God. God told them not to partake of the tree right. in the garden. Don't eat the fruit. But they did it anyway because the enemy deceived them into doing that. Well, and what you said, let me just throw a scripture in and, you, and I'll give it back to you. Right. <laughs> he said, in the day you eat of it, you will die. That's it. Romans 6 says, for the wages of sin is death. Right. death. That, that's the consequence that's of right. sin. Okay, you can go right on. Well, <laughs> and, and so Adam and Eve... They, they experienced what that death looks like. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just, you know, I try to take myself back to that moment with sure. Adam and Eve who were walking in the cool of the day with God in this perfect environment that God created for them. And then to be deceived and to experience the shame of sin for the first time, the guilt sure. of sin, yeah. the weight of what that must have felt like. And they, they'd never hid from God, and now they're hiding mm-hmm. from the very presence of the, of the one who loved them and created them. That's what sin created in their hearts Absolutely. and in their life. Right. It just was so overwhelming for them. I mean, all of us have experienced that Absolutely. in our life. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think back when I was lost and just not living for the Lord, and I would think about, well, Maybe I ought to go to church, but then that shame and that mm-hmm. guilt 
would come into my life, it would remind me of all the mistakes that I yeah. had made. And, you know, here we have Adam and Eve, and I, I, I just think it's so important we don't read a Bible story and yeah. miss yeah. what it is that God's wanting us to see right. in this and how powerfully profound it is. It is right. and, and, and once again, don't read the Bible and act like, could that or did that really happen? It happens to you all the time. Right. <laughs> when you sin, you feel shame. Right. When you do wrong, you feel and deal, deal right. with that guilt, and that's what they did. They hid themselves in the presence of the Lord, and they dealt with right. guilt. Right. It's, it's important for us to know that we're all born with that and Adamic nature. We're all born with that. And so Adam, once Adam sinned, he's passed it down to, to every single right. person. And so, and you know, because you hear people say, well, like, you know, man's basically good, and they're all right. Well, when people say that, I don't think they've had kids because, um, you, you know, you don't, have to, you don't have to teach toddlers to no. fight. You know, you yeah, don't have to teach right. kids to be jealous. You don't have to teach people to be greedy. That's, that's in us in when us. we're born. It's, mm-hmm. it's passed down in sin nature. And we've got to know as believers, even though we are forgiven of our sins, we still have the choice to sin, and we still have to know that the wages of sin are still death. Mm-hmm. And so when we choose to disobey God, that will produce destruction in our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the key that we understand that still as believers, you still have a choice today to choose him or to choose a stuff. And you can watch it happen. Yeah. You watch it happen. When folks drop out of church, they start getting involved in sin. They start going down that path. Watch their life. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't just kill over and die. <laughs> they die a spiritual death. That's right. And you can watch trouble at work, trouble with the marriage, trouble with the kids, trouble with the finances, trouble with their health, trouble with their neighbor. You just watch their li- their refrigerator goes out, their car quits work. I mean, you just watch life begin to unravel when you are walking in disobedience to God. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's just what happens yeah. to us. And a lot of people they don't they don't have an understanding of what sin is. You know, they, when they when you talk to people and they start describing sin, well, that's that's drinking, that's smoking, that's fornicating, that's lying, yeah, yeah. that's cheating. <laughs> well, those are sins. Those are individual infractions against God's righteous law, but sin in this sense, as we see what it did to Adam and Eve, it separated them. Right. They didn't want to be separated from God until right. sin came on the scene. Mm-hmm. And then that sin brought that separation because that, and that corruption that is produced from that separation ultimately brings death. I right. love John fifteen five. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Right. The Bible talks about Uh, wisdom and fear is the beginning of wisdom and and we know fear is wrong but the bible talks about a healthy fear of the lord and and i'm telling you there's been times when i've been mad i've been angry but i'm not quitting church Mm -hmm. i'm not going to rob god there's been times i just was running behind on my money and i just don't feel like giving to that church anymore listen i've got a concern i'm not going to get myself in rebellion to God's right. word because I know it will produce yeah. death in my life. I think that's why it's so important. Like my thought I have is like, why are Adam and Eve close to the tree? Why aren't they with God? Why are they not walking with him in the cool yeah. of the day? And that's where it starts is in our prayer life where we begin to slip away from him. And so that's how we fall into oh, sin because right. we, because we get out of that place of prayer. What but were I think they doing over under the tree uh, yeah. looking exactly. around at the apples anyway? Right. And I, Why are you over there looking around? I think, it's, I think it's interesting too because God comes and says, Adam, where are you? 
like God was bad at, you know, uh, hide and seek, but he knew where they were. His question was like, where's your heart? Why aren't you with me, Adam? And then Adam says, the serpent, or he says, the serpent deceived the woman that you put here with me. He starts, you know, naming all these things. blame somebody. Yeah, blame somebody else. That's how how it always goes. But it's interesting because Adam says, I was naked, so I was afraid and I hid. And God says, who told you you were naked? Right. Mm -hmm. And so God is concerned about the voices that we listen to. Had they been listening in the place of prayer to God's voice, maybe they would have never even eaten from the tree. Mm, That's so So true. All right, well, as you said, both of what we talked about, that, that sin nature... As one man sinned, sin was passed to all mankind, is what Romans tells us. Okay, that sin nature was passed down. And if you don't believe that, get around little children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, they're born with that or sin. Or me in the morning before coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that sin nature is passed no, y'all look at me down like that. to us. So now what are we going to do? Okay, what are we going to do? The wages or the penalty of sin is death. What are we going to do? Let me read Genesis chapter 4. Chapter 4, verse 1, now Adam had relations with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, he said, with the Lord's help, I produced a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. Verse 3, when it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. I want everybody in this church to know Genesis 4, 4. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but it says the Lord didn't accept Cain in his gift. You have to understand because that is the key to understanding our salvation. Why did God not accept a head of lettuce? Because lettuce was not the debt that we owed for sin. mm -hmm. It's not that God's against lettuce. God didn't accept lettuce and carrots because that didn't pay the debt. That's right. Right. The death of an animal paid a substitutionary death because, and you talk about this, yeah. life is in the blood. Right, yeah. Leviticus 17, 11 mm-hmm. says that, life, that the life is in the blood. And so you go through, now you enter in the Old Testament, you've got 4,000 years of, of animal sacrifice Right. Which sounds weird to us. Like you think about sacrificing animals, that sounds very odd. But to the Hebrew people, like this was a sign of God's justice and a sign of mm-hmm. his grace because God told Adam and Eve, when you eat that, in that day you'll die. Well, God didn't kill them in that day. He had right. grace and mercy on them and he killed an animal to clothe them. So then we go into all the sacrifice and you see this, the blood of an animal is what atoned, the word in the Old Testament, atonement for our sins, where it covered the sin that we committed so that we then could have atonement at one mint with God. And so right. you get to have a relationship with God again. And, and why we in here are just so ecstatic about Easter today, yeah. and we're so full of praise, is because 2,000 years ago, had we been living life under the old covenant, we would have come in here we would have laid our hands on the head of a lamb. Y'all remember that? Mm -hmm. We would have laid our hands on the head of a lamb. Then the priest would have taken that lamb and sacrificed it for us. Why did we lay our hands on the head of that lamb? We were transferring our sin into that lamb. Then the priest would offer that lamb as a substitutionary sacrifice for us. 
So Adam and Eve, they tried to cover their sins with fig leaves. We all know they hid. They got big fig leaves and tried to cover themselves. And, you know, as we look at that in Scripture, God said, no, that won't work. Right. That won't work. That, that represents religion. Yeah. That represents good works. But that couldn't, that couldn't cover their sin. The only thing that could cover their sin was the blood right. of an innocent animal that was not tainted by sin. The blood was what covered over and paid that price for them to be able to have that communion yep. back with God and, again. And why was it the blood? Because that was the penalty. Right. That's what was owed. That's what right. was owed. Back to our opening statements, Mohammed may have some great things to say. <laughs> I'm not going to dispute that. We just have a sin issue. Right. We have right. a debt that is owed by mankind, and he didn't pay that debt. Reverend Moon, Joseph Smith, other world <laughs> leaders may have had good things to say to a culture of people, but we've got a problem. Right. I owed a debt. Right. I owed a debt for my sin mm-hmm. that was had to be paid by, uh, by blood. I think it's important to note, too, like the people of Israel entered into the sacrificial system for 4,000 years, but it, they would, if you read the Old Testament, they messed up a lot. They messed up all the time. Yeah. And so there was an issue. There was, there was no changing of the heart. Right. You know, it was, it was covering the outside, but it wasn't getting on the inside. So we've run into a big problem here of like, this isn't, this isn't helping like we thought it was going to help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and so here, here we have them, these fig leaves, or let's kind of make it modern day. Well, I go to church. I tithe. You know, you ask people, well, do you think you're going to heaven? And the majority of people will say, well, yeah, I I think I'm going to heaven. The ones that believe in it, yeah, I think I'm going to heaven. Why? Well, I'm a good person. I'm a member of the Kiwanis Club. I help in Mm -hmm. the food kitchen. I, I give money. I help, you know, support a child. Well, that, once again, that goes back to that head of lettuce. Whatever it was that Cain was offering, the fruit of the ground, no, God said it's the blood. Right. That is the debt of death. So it doesn't matter how good you are or how much you go to church. That's not the issue. The issue is there has been a corruption of death passed down from our spiritual mother and father through Adam and Eve. We all owe it, and there's right. only one way that it can be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing else can do it. Nothing else can do it. Mm-hmm. Nothing else can do it we got a real problem on our hands. <laughs> We've got a real problem on our hands. Mankind, individual people, owed a debt. That's it. And they couldn't pay it. The problem is, God couldn't pay the debt because it was mankind that owed it. That's mm-hmm. it. So what are we going to do? Well, we've got a substitutionary, sacrificial system, but we've got a real problem. Man owes a debt. And it's going to have to be mankind that pays that debt, but only God can. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. What can we do? There is a dilemma here. Matthew 1, verse 18. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit, an interruption in the Adamic seed, an interruption. We have to have man that pays this. So we've got all man. 
through the birth, through the womb yep. of a woman, born a natural birth, was a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, laid in a manger. He grew up. He grew up in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. He worked in a cabinet shop. He had to get along with brothers and sisters. He paid bills and ran a business. He, here what it, he was all man, yet yep. he was all God. Yep. So there's something really interesting about this. I've had people say to me, so how, how could God take an imperfect woman and birth a perfect son. I thought you said all flesh is corrupted. All blood is tainted by sin. And that is true. So how, how did God do that? Well, just as God took imperfect men and overshadowed them with the Holy Spirit, and we have the perfect word of God, yeah. the Bible, God took an imperfect woman and overshadowed her right. with the Holy Spirit, and we have a perfect son of God. Now, medically, it's really interesting how this takes place because within the womb, and, and this is why the, the womb is sacred because that's where life comes from. That's why yeah. we protect it. But within the womb, the baby is formed. The cells begin to split. Over time, the baby begins to develop. The baby begins to grow. So how does the baby get its nutrients? Through the umbilical cord. There you go, right. through the umbilical cord, <laughs> yep. right? All the oxygen, all the food that the baby needs gets through that umbilical cord. But guess what doesn't pass through the umbilical cord? Blood. blood. Yep. The blood of a baby is formed within the womb through the cells of the child itself. So God took his perfect sperm and Mary's egg, and now we have the perfect son of God. Right. The answer all God, perfect. Right. All man, perfect. Mm -hmm. Now we have someone who can make the payment yep. for the sin that mankind owed. Right. Yeah. For, for Isn't that amazing? Yeah. You bet. <clears throat> Which is why every single drop of blood of, of Christ is so precious. That's why we make such a big deal about the blood of Jesus. That's is because right. it was so different than man's normal blood. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. I love Matthew 1. It goes on to say... And she will have a son, you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's yeah. what we're talking about right. here. And he is the only one that can save his people from their sins. It, he, Jesus had great teachings. Well, if you hadn't read Matthew 4, 5, 6, <laughs> of the Beatitudes, 5, 6, 7, Jesus taught, but it was not his teachings it was his blood yeah. that paid the penalty that yeah. we owed. And, and y'all, if you've been in this church very long, you've heard me say, just don't ever bring up, I deserve better than this. <laughs> I deserve to be treated better than that. Don't ever catch yourself saying that. Let's don't bring up what we deserve. Right. Let's just <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. bring up what we deserve. All right? And I, I talk to people often when I invite them to church, and they say, Tim, I couldn't come to that church. If I walked in the doors of a church, the walls would fall down. You don't know how bad I've been. And I always just laugh and say, look, we've kind of got a deal in our church. We don't put anybody's past up on the overhead uh, screen because not any of us have got a past that we want to brag about. Let's just all come in here yeah. and celebrate Jesus and thank him right. for right. washing right. us yeah. clean, yeah. forgiving yeah. us Great. of our path, and giving us a brand new start 
from this moment forward. Yeah. That's what it means when it says he will save his people right. from, yeah. from his sins. Another incredible thing about him becoming a man is Hebrews 4.15 says that we have a great priest that sympathizes with us. And so the, the amazing thing about Christianity is that we don't have this faraway God that doesn't know how we feel. That's it. He went through every temptation. He went through every betrayal. He went through every hurt. Whatever you've gone through in your life, he knows exactly how you feel because he went through it. And so we have a great sympathizer. The, the, the pain for Christ didn't start on the cross. It started at the Last Supper. It started when Jesus came to Jerusalem, when he was entering, about to enter Jerusalem, he was weeping because he was so distraught. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was sweating mm-hmm. drops of blood, and he asked the Father, like, if it's your will, like, let this cup pass from me. And so he went through all the hard things that we go through. I, I told our, our young adult group the other night is that Jesus became utterly alone so that I would never have to be alone. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so powerful about him being a man and going through the things that I went through. Absolutely. And I don't want anybody in our church ever to be in the middle of a, of a mistake or a bad decision you've made and feel too guilty to cry out to the Lord. Yeah, that's right. Because he's, he knows exactly what you're going yeah. through. He's been there. He has been taken to the pinnacle and said, I'll give you all. He knows what it is to be tempted with money. He knows what it is to be tempted with fame and prestige. He knows what it is to be tempted with greed. He knows. He has been tempted in every way that we have been. And and even on the cross, like he felt that burden of sin. He He who knew no sin became sin. And that's why he looks up and says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so he knows what that feels like. All right, let's, let's go on since you brought up the Sorry. cross. I'm getting ahead. What was Jesus doing on a cross? He's the only person that ever lived that That's didn't it. need to be put to death. Matthew 27, 35. After they had nailed him to the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. They sat around and kept guard as he hung there. A sign was fastened above Jesus' head, announcing charge against him. It is read, This is Jesus, the king of the Jews, and two thugs, two thieves, two crooks were crucified with him, one on his right, one on his left. What in the world was Jesus doing being crucified with criminals? Mm-hmm. What was he doing? He was doing, he was taking Our my place. place. Yeah. He was taking your place. Yep. That's what he was doing there on that cross. That's it. Even though he was not a lawbreaker, mm-hmm. he received the penalty that the broken yep. law required death. Yep. Jesus yep. took that upon himself so that we wouldn't have to. And, I, and then, it, so you go back to the Old Testament where you see where we're having to kill lambs in order to sacrifice. That's why John the Baptist said, there's the lamb. There's, lamb. there's the one that yep. takes away the sins of the yep. world. He was the lamb that was slain before the foundation. Jesus made the decision in eternity to come and give his life for us. He's the lamb that was slain before the universe was even created. And there's been a lot of great philosophers there's been some great teachers. There's been some these religious leaders that may have had some great things to say. And I don't doubt that you hadn't read their book and gotten some good points out of it. But they're not, behold, the yeah, lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Right. They're not the one that paid. They didn't hang on a cross and pay the debt yeah. that I owed. And it's so important, too, that atonement goes so much further with Jesus in the New Testament because John the Baptist said that takes away the sins yeah, of the world. Atonement it. was a covering, but Jesus came to wash us completely clean. 
And so now when he was on the cross, he took my sin and gave me his righteousness. So now the way that God the Father sees me in heaven, he sees me like he sees Jesus. He doesn't see my past anymore. He doesn't see my mistakes. He doesn't yep. see my sins. Yeah, yep. yep. And that's why Hebrews says that there is a rest yeah. mm-hmm. for the people of God. Yeah. Yep. So you're no longer striving yeah. and laboring to try to be good enough, Come on. to go to church enough, yeah. to pray enough, to, to not sin enough yeah. in your life. It doesn't have anything to do with that. You, you mentioned, Tim, it was the blood. Yep. It's the blood. It's the blood, the blood, the blood. So... You could live a life as righteous as Jesus lived his life, and it still would not pay the debt. Right. The yep. only thing that can pay the debt is, is the blood yep. of Jesus Amen. Christ, who is all God Amen. and all man. Amen. And then I've got to point out, yeah. Go ahead. You can <laughs> yeah, hurry, you can up. <laughs> hurry up because i got a good point to make. Well, I was going to say before we move on, that you, your favorite verse should be, uh, Matthew twenty seven fifty one, and the veil was torn. Yeah. Right. So in the temple, there was a huge veil that only the high priest could go into to make to make atonement to make sacrifice for the people. Uh, and, and when Jesus breathed his last breath, God the Father tore that veil from top to bottom in two, so That's that right. we now have access. We can walk just like Jesus walks into the very throne room of God. That we can go where even angels fear to tread. And so not only have we been forgiven, but we have restored relationship. Perfect communion. God, (laughs) what Adam and Eve had in the garden, we have again. We can walk with God in the cool of the day again because of what Jesus did for us. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) That's real good. (laughs) But it doesn't end there. Right. It just gets better. Yeah, it's true. See, that's what we celebrated Friday. Friday was Good Friday. Mm -hmm. He died. That penalty was paid. That veil was torn. And Friday on Good Friday was a huge celebration for all of us. But a lot of folks don't know that the story goes on. Okay, Friday he died. Where was he between then and Sunday morning? We're here today on Sunday morning Mm -hmm. celebrating Easter Okay, hold on. We got some days unaccounted for. Matthew 12, 40. All right, when that veil was torn, our debt was paid. Then Jesus didn't stop. For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth Mm -hmm. for three days and three nights. Jesus went into hell for three days for you and I. Your favorite scripture should be <laughs> Revelation 1.18 when he says, I am the living one, I died, but look, I'm alive forever, and I hold the keys yeah, of death in the grave. That's it. Jesus did not come out of that tomb on Sunday empty-handed. Right. He come came on. out of that tomb with the keys of death in hell. Come heaven. on. Man, so good. Yesterday, Saturday is known as Silent Saturday because Jesus went into the tomb. And man, just try to put yourself in the place of where the disciples were. Like your hopes and your dreams and your future, your destiny was all on this guy. And now he's in the grave and and everything is silent. But I want you to know it was anything but silent for Jesus. Because he was in the grave, and, and Col- actually, First uh, Peter 3 tells us that he was proclaiming his victory to imprisoned spirits. And Ephesians 4 says that he descended into the earth, and he took captivity captive. 
And so he was waging war in the grave. And and I want to encourage you this morning too. If it looks like you're at your darkest moment, Mm. if you, if it looks like everything is silent and God, where are you? I want to, I want to encourage you, put your faith in him because Sunday's coming. Yeah. Resurrection's coming. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's a perfect lead into another scripture. <laughs> Matthew 28, verse 1, early on Sunday. Mm. Now, on. This should be your favorite scripture in the Bible <laughs> right here. <laughs> early on Sunday morning, as a new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, his clothing was white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the woman, don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he isn't here. He is risen from the dead Come on. just Come on. as he Woo. said Come he would. On. Come and see where his body was laying. Probably one of the most powerful moments of my wife and I's life was to be in Israel and walk in there, and we saw in that tomb... He wasn't there. <laughs> he wasn't there. We saw where he was laying. What a, what a testimony of the power of God to interrupt our sin nature Come on. and do something for us that Sit. we were unable to do for ourselves. And that's why we're in here giving high fives, clapping, and saying happy yeah. Easter. Come on. Happy Easter. It is a great day. Come on. It is a great day. Right now, I, I just want to stop. I just feel like we need to stop just a moment. I want you to bow your head sitting right there. We've been doing a lot of talking here this morning. We've read a whole lot of scripture here today. And you may be here on Easter Sunday and you've never asked mm. Jesus into your heart. That's right. You have never invited Jesus to come into your heart. Father God, right now. Yes, Lord. I confess my sins to you, yes, and I ask you to forgive me. Yes, Lord. Just ask him to forgive you right where you yes, are. God. Forgive you, me. Lord. Lord, I ask you to forgive me. Right now, Lord, I ask you to come into my heart. I receive your sacrificial blood payment. Yes. I receive the payment on the debt that I owed that you paid for me. Thank you, Jesus. I receive you mm-hmm. into my life. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, wash me clean. And from this Thank moment you. forward, Thank you, God. I live saved, set free, healed, and born again. Yes. Come on, all over this place, ask Jesus into your heart. Yes. Some of you have been in church for years, in and out, but you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart. Today on Easter Sunday morning, say, Jesus, come in. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of striving. I'm tired of living my life my own way. Mm -hmm. I want to make you Lord of my life. Come in, save me, and set me free. I receive you as my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Stand with me. Let's give the Lord a big hand clap in here today. Thank you for what he's done. Baptism is a very, very vital part of our Christian faith. 
not because it's anything magical about going under the water. We go swimming all the time. We take a bath every day. Some of you should try it more often. (laughs) There's nothing about that that's magical. It is an outward physical testimony that I am saying, I have died to myself, and I'm burying that old person. Mm -hmm. I'm coming out of that grave washed clean and to live my life brand new. Baptism is a very important part of our Christian faith. Mm -hmm. And Today, after our service, in just a few minutes, after we give folks just a minute to change their clothes out in front, we're going to have a baptismal service for those to be baptized. It's very important that we have people stand around. Why? Because it is a testimony. You have to be around people. Look, I'm making a statement as I'm going down into this Mm -hmm. tank. I want all of y'all to know what's happened in my heart. This is an outward example of what's happened in me. A death, a burial, and a resurrection. I want to encourage family members to get close, get in front, and take pictures with your camera. Well, it's a spiritual moment. We shouldn't be taking pictures. Absolutely you take pictures because you'll have to remind yourself because in a five minutes after this is over, the devil's going to say, that didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. That didn't do anything. Next week, the devil's going to tell you, well, you didn't get anything out of that. See, he's going to come and try to steal right. what you did, and you'll have That's a color picture to say, oh, it meant everything. Right here's mm-hmm. a picture of me. I made a public statement of my salvation. And that's why water baptism is so important yeah. for us as Christians. It is a public declaration of what's happened on the inside of us. For those that can stay, we want to invite you to stay. Go into the coffee shop, visit for just a few minutes while we're getting ready and set up. Get our clothes uh, uh, changed and get ready for our baptismal service. And then we'll all gather out front. It's a beautiful day, and I can't think of a better time to be baptized yeah. than on Easter yes, Sunday. Right. What a great day. <laughs> for the last several weeks, we've had a sign-up sheet out in the foyer. We've been talking about that. That was simply to give us an idea of how many for us to prepare for. Don't you stand there and say, well, I wish I could be baptized, but I didn't sign up. Take your shoes off, pull the money out of your pocket, just leave it in the offering baskets. Get, have somebody hold your phone and you just get right in line and get go. in there with That's us. Right. Today is a great day for you to make a yeah. testimony, a public statement yeah. of mm-hmm. what Jesus has done in your heart. Father, today we give you thanks and praise. Our hearts are full of praise to you today as we serve a risen Lord and Savior. We worship you. We praise you today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Happy Easter. Easter. Come on, give somebody a Happy Easter. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.